house, y'all. He's in the house, man. Let's listen to this man. He got some good news for you. Hey, everybody. Gather near. The doctor's in the house. So lend him your ear. The things he can say might even make your day. He might even help your pain go away. The doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you. I'm sure he can tell you just what to do. The doctor is in the house. Doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you. The doctor is in the house. If you have a pain, call the doctor. If you have a sprain, call the doctor. Let the doctor know what you're going through. Let him tell you what's good for you. Because the doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. Call the doctor. Call the doctor. Call the doctor. Call the doctor. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Ron here, host of Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored, with uh, some ranting and ravings here on a Saturday afternoon since it's raining here in Southwest Florida. I'm getting upset daily by what's going on with this COVID. This program contains general medical information. The medical information heard on this program is not advice and should not be treated as such. You are encouraged to confirm any information obtained from this program with other sources and review all information regarding any medical condition or treatment with your physician. And welcome. If you're listening and you want to chat, you're fine. come in anytime because we're here to give you some information you're not getting from Fauci and the rest of them. And it's out there. I'm going to be giving you references right from the CDC website. We are getting abused and schooled and fooled and used by everything that's going on now, all to keep us suppressed and to be controlled. And if you like these super chats, we'll get into Luciferase next time about these new the new vaccine, which is meant to control you and alter the human GNA and make us humans part two or humans 2.0. It is absolutely disgraceful. They can put a enzyme named after Lucifer into this vaccine that they want to put in our bodies. Absolutely horrible. You know what? If you read The American Thinker at AmericanThinker.com, you'll find an article authored by Ron Ross who states, a curious but fortunate characteristic of virus epidemics is their limited lifespans. No one knows why, but guesses include herd immunity and mutations of the virus. And we've heard about herd immunity when a certain percentage, and it seems that they were starting out at 60, now they're 50, now they're saying even at 30%, of the population has antibodies, we have herd immunity. 
And we know from respected virologists all around the world that every time this virus mutates, it gets weaker. This, the graphs that we'll talk about from the CDC shows that we are now seeing the pandemic in our rearview mirror. The COVID death profile is extremely significant, yet no one's talking about it. It's being totally ignored by mainstream media. Their focus is on cases, not deaths. So we did a program on my regular podcast, Dr. Ron Unfiltered Uncensored. We said we have a case-demic, not an epidemic, not a pandemic, but a case-demic. The number of cases has not decreased as rapidly as the number of deaths. Only a small percentage of cases now ends in death. And the death count is vastly more important than the case count. The case count may linger, but the problem is becoming increasingly manageable. The last reported weekly death count, August 29th. Guess what? 370. I'm sorry, all deaths are important, but this is a very low number. We'd like it to have no one die. But that's out of a population of what do we have here? 330 million? In a single week between August 8th and August 15th, the number of deaths dropped 85% from 3,169 to 455. The COVID-19 death rate in the United States is barely more than one per million and dropping like a rock. Listeners, the coronavirus deaths are currently half the number of weekly vehicle facilities, fatalities, not facilities, fatalities. So let me read that again. Coronavirus deaths are currently half the number of weekly vehicle fatalities. Why aren't we being told this in the, in the mainstream media? Why is no one talking about this? I don't know. I mean, I really don't have an answer for that. We'll talk a little bit uh, about the testing and uh, but I'm, I think, folks, it's over. We're discovering a lot of truth about this virus. And, and masks, which do not do any good, should be, you know, and they will be a thing of the past. Just to put everything in perspective, you know, we often underestimate the amount of non-virus deaths that occur every year in the world. So the top 10 causes of death in the United States in an average non-coronavirus year. Guess how many people die from heart disease? 700,000. 600,000 people die from cancer. 160,000 die from chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. 160,000 people die from accidents. 140,000 die from stroke. 116,000 people die from Alzheimer's. 8,000 from diabetes. 80,000, I'm sorry, 80,000 from diabetes. 50,000 from kidney disease. 45,000 from suicide. And that's in a normal year. Now with this pandemic, it, that's going up. 40,000 people a year die from influenza. All right, I agree. You know, it's, it's too many deaths. And I also agree there are other causes of death other than what I just talked about. 
In total, however, there is approximately 2.6 million people who die every year in the United States. That's about five people dying every 60 seconds in America. But you know what the CDC has recently done, but very quietly, and we'll talk about this. They announced that the coronavirus's current death toll of 185,000 people was determined to be the direct of that uh, the COVID-19 direct cause of death was only 6% of those deaths. So out of 185,000 who are documented to have died with COVID, only 6% died from COVID, which means that was the only cause of death. This means that less than 12,000 people have tragically died as a result of having contracted the virus. And they suffered, no doubt, and they ex, uh, exhibited uh, acute respiratory distress syndrome symptoms and features. And they definitely had a distinctive x-ray of their lungs. However, it should be noted that such findings and scans are often nonspecific and can occur with a variety of infectious and non-infectious processes. And what I'm talking about is the ground glass opacity. So what about the 173,000 that died from comorbidities? Not directly from COVID-19? Well, we know from the CBC that they had an average of 2.6 serious pre-existing conditions and that they were either tested positive before death or they were, quote unquote, a presumed case. In other words, the doctor said they probably had COVID. They weren't even tested. They were just presumed to have COVID. So a presumed case basically means that had a test, uh, they had a test that came back positive on a local level, but was never confirmed, or somebody just said they presumed they had it. Considering the fact that there have been many different reports of false positives on a local level, having a positive test, not really useful information, right? Where they have a positive test with 2.6 other comorbidities. And if you have no signs of any symptoms of the virus. And you might remember, as bizarre as it can be, in Tanzania, the local, a local government official sent for testing goat and a piece of fruitcake, and they both came back positive for the virus. Yeah, you could look it up, Tanzania and, the, and its COVID testing. It should be noted that every year, otherwise healthy people with no known pre-existing health conditions tragically die of the flu. Strangely, despite these tragic and unexpected deaths occurring every flu season, Few have ever been reported by the media that were that, that reports day in and day out on new cases, new cases, new cases. Given the fact that approximately 30 to 60,000 people a year die from the flu, ask yourself whether the CDC has ever implemented such an unprecedented presumptive case policy during the flu season. 
Even more have healthcare facilities ever routinely given any kind of viral PCR test to every heart attack, kidney failure patient, car accident patient. So then why are we doing this now with virtually every hospitalized patient? If you want to know, I will tell you them in a, later on in, in this uh, program how that PCR test works and how inaccurate it is. Given the facts on how PCR tests work and their incapability of determining the spread of the virus or whether someone is likely to die from the virus, perhaps, perhaps, ladies and gentlemen, people will finally come to realize that there is indeed a nefarious agenda here. Maybe there is some corruption, huh? But good news, ladies and gentlemen, is that the new data that's emerging will likely validate any skepticism or criticism regarding the government's response to this virus and Dr. Tony's continuing doom and gloom attitude with only pushing a vaccine from which the Gates Foundation and, and uh, Fauci's organization will make billions of dollars. I think this is, this is really horrible, really horrible. All right, doesn't look like anybody's joining in now. So let me just, just talk about uh, this coronavirus test. John Rappaport, uh, great investigative reporter. He just doesn't read from a script like, the newscasters today, they, it's already prepared for them and they all get the same, they all get the same script and that's what they read. And we we know how this, how testing has been hyped and hyped and hyped. So the more tests you have, you're going to have more case numbers. That's a case-demic. And as I stated in the beginning of the program, fatalities are at an all-time low. So if they need an excuse to lock this down again, it's only because of new cases from a flawed test. test. And as John Rappaport stated, the holes in this, this test are devastating. He says, and I agree, from the CDC 2019 novel, Coronavirus, real-time RT-PCR diagnostic panel. This is from the CDC's website, quote, detection of viral RNA may not indicate the presence of infectious virus or the that 2019 NCOVID, that's new coronavirus, is the causative agent for clinical symptoms, unquote. Translation, a positive test doesn't guarantee that the COVID virus is causing infection at all. And reading between the lines, maybe the COVID virus might not be in the patient's body at all either. Remember, goats tested positive. Fruits taste tested positive. From the World Health Organization, a corrupt organization. We'll get into that at some time. Quote, coronavirus disease, COVID-19 technical guidance. Laboratory testing for 2019 NCOV in humans. 
quote, several assays that detect the 2019 COVID have been and are currently under development, both in-house and commercially. Some assays may detect only the novel virus, and some may also detect other strains, other SARS-CoV-2, that are genetically similar, unquote. How do we translate that sentence? Some PCR tests register positive for types of coronavirus that have nothing to do with COVID, including the plain old coronas that cause nothing more than, you know, the common cold. And added to that document, the WHO says, quote, protocol use limitations, optional clinical specimens for testing has or have not been yet validated. What's that mean? Well, it means, hey, guys, we're not sure which tissue samples to take from the patient in order for a test, the test to have any validity. And I could go on and on from the manufacturers, from Creative Diagnostics. This test, this PCR test is for research use only, not for use in diagnostic procedures. It cannot diagnose infection or disease. Oh my gosh, what's going on here? What is going on here? The test is not suited to detect how much virus is in the patient's body. Is that crazy? You know, you're getting a test. They can't even tell if you have a virus and if you do, how much you have. The test should not be used on an exclusive basis for diagnosing a person with COVID. And yet, this is exactly what health authorities are doing all over the world. All positive tests must be reported to government agencies, and they are counted as COVID cases. The test is flawed. It should be torpedoed. And as I said, the test and WHO says it never been validated as an instrument to detect disease. Never been proven. And yet we're using this test to make all of our decisions on our constitutional rights. The test has never properly been validated as a diagnostic tool. Just let all that sink in for a while. The test is so technically demanding. Each laboratory may do them in its own way anyway. There's so much wrong with this. Even a doctor with the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation said, quote, all bets are off on exact performance when he was asked about this test. So ladies and gentlemen, uh, here, that's where we are. And this test and this pandemic should be over. We should be getting on with our lives. Okay, now if you question anything I say, go to the cdc.gov forward slash NCHS and you'll see table number three under comorbidities. Table three, quoting from the CDC website now, quote, table three shows the types of health conditions and contributing causes mentioned in conjunction with deaths involving coronavirus disease 2019, COVID-19, period. 
Four, six percent of the deaths, COVID-19 was the only cause mentioned. For deaths with conditions or causes in addition to COVID-19, on average, there were 2.6 additional conditions or causes per death. The number of deaths with each condition or cause is shown in that table. Okay, so if you don't see a code that's called ICD-10, it was other conditions, 2.6 per patient, either respiratory, circulatory, sepsis, neoplasms, diabetes, obesity, Alzheimer's, renal failure, etc. That's from the CDC's website, dear listeners. So why am I bringing this up again? Because I'm sitting here and I'm reading and I'm listening to Dr. Tony and he's talking about crazy stuff and, and crazy vaccine. The vaccine I'm telling you has the luciferase enzyme in it that can change, that they, they can, uh, so they will be able to control you. We'll talk about that on a separate podcast, okay? We know, let's just summarize a few things and then I'll go. The SARS-CoV-2 virus was likely tampered with by scientists. Lots of good information about that all over the internet. Some of it being scrubbed by Google and uh, Facebook and uh, YouTube, but generally the scientists all over the world are saying that this was tampered with by scientists. And something nobody's talking about is Chinese scientists recommended to other countries that they avoid doing autopsies on COVID patients. If we could have done autopsies, we probably could have even prevented more deaths if we knew exactly what this bizarre new virus was doing. The Italians got deceived. They didn't do an autopsy. They say that was regrettable. That could, pre could have prevented lots of deaths, including France. There were no autopsies done in Italy until March. That's when they finally learned how this virus impacts the human body. Another thing you don't hear about, the median age of COVID deaths is equal to life expectancy. The median age of COVID deaths is around 81 years of age. You know, Sorry to say, this is the age that is equivalent to life expectancy. Why are we talking about that? If people are dying from this virus with an average age of 81 and people normally die at this age, nobody's talking about it. And they're not telling you that the interventions like wearing a mask and lockdown suppress the immune system. The immune system is precious to us. It's a health resource that we can nurture. We've talked about this on my regular podcast, Dr. Ron, unfiltered, uncensored. By exercising, avoiding being locked down, by oxygenating our body, which means avoiding putting on a mask, eating the rainbow, not eating sugar, so, we, you know, if we weren't locked down, you could go out and buy some more good organic foods. 
But no, we've done the opposite. We've done everything to suppress the immune system. We didn't get outside to have our vitamin D levels replenished. And if you look at, I'm sorry to keep referring you back, but if you look through the shows I've done on vitamin D and how high vitamin D levels either prevented you from getting COVID or made it very minor. And just remember, you don't want it normal. You want it optimal. You want it between 60 and 80. Anything over 30 is considered quote unquote normal, but you don't want to be just normal. You want to be optimal. And no one's really telling you that this virus is losing steam. And they're not telling you that this pandemic was essentially done in Europe in early May. The graphs all prove it, but no one's showing them to you. And we're going to, the data is showing that there is no significant excess mortality. And a second wave is just a bizarre idea. So this collective hysteria, fear, and panic is just bad. And masks, oh, I gave you a hundred reasons why you shouldn't wear a mask. Especially how often people touch their faces. They should not wear a mask. I'm not against masks when used in a population and know how to use them. But a lot of people speak with their hands, touch their faces frequently. Don't store their mask in their pockets. Don't have it in a bag. It's, they don't wash it. They get fomites. It decreases your oxygen level. You breathe in anything you sneeze or, or some uh, it gets into that mask. You breathe it back in. It can go to your brain. Crazy. Alexandra Henrion Claude. I think she's from Switzerland. I mean, it's all, you'd have to translate it, but she has just tore down what most people are thinking. So only 6%, remember that, from the CDC's website, of the 180-some thousand really died from COVID. If there's an interest in just these short half-hour shows, we might talk about, if you want, how flu shots can increase COVID-19 pandemic risk, okay? Because we know that 36% of COVID patients got it uh, because they had the flu shot. 36% of flu shot patients got COVID. And now they're recommending you get a flu shot, a pneumonia shot, and then they're going to recommend you get the COVID shot. If Bill and Melinda Gates want to depopulate the world, they're doing a good job with this, this, this program. Doing a great job for depopulation. Obesity rates around the world have to come down. Thyroid conditions have to be treated. And then we have to tackle the political battle over this COVID vaccine. And believe me, your health is of no concern. It's all about money and control. 
One other thing I want to mention before I sign out, watch UCLA Stanford study finds for average 50 to 64 year olds, the chances of dying from COVID-19 are one in 19.1 million. Think about that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you like what you heard, if you, you you do listen to this, We'll be on Tuesday, 4 p.m., but we're going to talk about coffee, and we're going to save Saturdays for COVID because there's so much to talk about. I really enjoy being on Podbean. I think it's a great platform, and uh, I hope that you'll follow me, Dr. Ron, unfiltered, uncensored. I'm glad, love to have you. Love to have you listen, sign up for our new shows and the guests we're going to be having. Okay, we're going to be having lots of great new guests. And, uh, you know, it's just fun. It really is fun. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are signing out. Have a great rest of the weekend. Stay safe and see you on Tuesday. wisdom for what the man had to say. If it's all about good health, he's the man you got to see. He has a lot more answers for you. So tune in next week when the doctor is in the house. Or when the doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you when the doctor is in the house. Doctor is in the house. Doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you. I'm sure he can tell you just what to do. The doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you. When the doctor is in the house So if you have a pain Call the doctor If you have a strain Call the doctor Let the doctor know what's bothering you When the doctor is in the house The doctor is in the house See you next week